until recently, say within the last year or maybe even last week, you may not have been too familiar with or even heard about Juneteenth. Last week, Congress passed a bill making it a national federal holiday. And like everything from your maple syrup to the filibuster, it is racked with political controversy. Some see it as a unifying force between the races, and some see it as it dividing us even further and as an affront and assault to American's history and how we celebrate and view America in the future. I'm covering my personal beef with Juneteenth today on the podcast. This is Whitney Short. Welcome to the Whitney Short Show. Okay, so real quick so that we're all on the same page here, what is Juneteenth? In September of 1862, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation freeing the slaves. It did not go into official effect until January 1st of 1863, but September 1862 is when it was issued. Fast forward two more years, 1865, well, over a little uh, two years, 1865, June 19th, General Granger and Union troops show up in Texas and they tell the slaves and the people there, you are free. So this is kind of seen as the full realization of the Emancipation Proclamation and the ending of slavery. So that is what Juneteenth is. Texas has celebrated this as a holiday since 1980. Last year, a big deal was made out of it because of everything that went on um, in 2020. And this year it was made into a federal holiday. Now, I fully support celebrating the ending of slavery and even making that a national holiday. Slavery is something that, I mean, it's been going on since almost the beginning of time. Every nation, every people group has been a part of it. In some are usually both ways being the enslaver as well as being the enslaved at some point. Slavery is not something that is unique to America. What is so unique here in America is that we abolished it, made it illegal. And same with racism. That's not something that's unique to America. White man did not invent racism. That is something that, I mean, you look back in history, other civilizations, other people have struggled with. What is unique again to America is that we have really fought to overcome that um, on many different levels. So America is not unique in that we experienced racism, experienced racism, that we participated in slavery. We're unique in that how we have fought those things and how we have overcome them. And if we want to make that a national federal holiday, I think that's great my beef here with it is the political context in which this is done and how it was done. So let's get into that. First, the political context in which this is done. We have the creation of the 1619 project within this last year and the stated goal of the 1619 Project. This is from them. This is not just conservatives making things up, which is what the media wants to say we're doing. This is 
quoted from the 1619 Project. The goal of the 1619 Project is to reframe American history by considering what it would mean to regard 1619 as our nation's birth year. Doing so requires us to place the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black America at the very center of the story we tell ourselves about who we are as a country. So goal of the 1619 Project, place slavery, contributions of black Americans at the center of American history. No longer is it values and ideals such as liberty, justice, equality, things laid out in our Declaration of Independence, no longer are those values at the center of American history, American idealism. No longer are things like the landing of the Pilgrims, the Mayflower contract, um, 1776, the Declaration of Independence, the Revolutionary War, all these other massive parts of our history. It's not about any of that anymore. It is all boiled down to slavery, the contributions of Black America, and systemic racism. Okay, so that is the historical context we're looking at. They are trying to reframe, rewrite American history. There was a huge push for this to be taught in schools. Alongside of the 1619 Project, we have the critical race theory debate. Now, this is from, what I'm gonna quote here is from Critical Race Theory and Introduction. It is written by two founders of the critical race theory, Richard Delgado and Jean Stefanczyk. I think that's how you say her last name. Again, the media says that conservatives are making these definitions up. They're not. They're pulling them straight from the founders themselves. Here is how these two founders define it. Unlike traditional civil rights, which embraces incrementalism and step-by-step progress, Critical race theories questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. Unlike some academic disciplines, critical race theory contains an activist dimension. It not only tries to understand our social situation, but to change it. Critical race theory argues that systemic racism is embedded in the very fabric of America and that the only way to get rid of it is to completely remake America. If you think that's crazy, this is how critical is defined in social sciences. In the social sciences, critical is geared toward identifying and exposing problems in order to facilitate revolutionary political change. Okay, so we have this push to reframe and rewrite American history to identify and expose problems for the purpose of political change. Or, again, the founders say it has this activist dimension in order for change. When you recognize the premise of the 1619 Project and critical race theory, All of a sudden, Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, it makes so much sense. Because what do you have to do before you can build something back? You either have to tear it down or it has to be destroyed in some way. You can't build something back that you haven't torn down. Okay, so that is some of the history of Juneteenth. 
and the political context that's surrounding this new holiday. Let's look at the specifics of this new holiday. First, let's look at the name. The official name of this holiday is Juneteenth National Independence Day. It's also being called the Black Independence Day. Again, some people are saying this is meant to unify us, but here we are just segregating ourselves by race more. This is a quote from, what is her name? K.C. James, she's with the Heritage Foundation. Love the Heritage Foundation. They're a conservative think tank. They have a ton of very well-researched resources on a variety of topics. Here's what she said about Juneteenth. While some will undoubtedly use Juneteenth to push their hate America agenda and racial division, Juneteenth has always been a day of recognizing America as an exceptional nation. A nation that, though flawed, was built on humanity's highest ideals and endowed with a constitutional framework that allowed us to right our wrongs throughout history. Here's the problem with that quote. America already has a day that recognizes America as an exceptional nation. As a nation that, though flawed, was built on humanity's highest ideals and endowed with a constitutional framework that allowed us to right our wrongs throughout history. It's called July 4th. seems like this holiday was intentionally named to maybe replace or at the very least override and overshadow the 4th of July. I covered this in one of my blog posts recently. You kind of want to look at the Declaration of Independence as like a mission and vision statement that a business has. Okay, it lays out what America is trying to accomplish and what it hopes to do in the future. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that among them they are endowed by their creator with certain liberties, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I know I'm not quoting that perfectly word for word, but it laid out these transcendent ideals that we were to work towards. Okay, we didn't fully embody or recognize them at the time, the Declaration of Independence, and it took years and, you know, we're still working towards them in some areas. Um, but it's this transient, transcendent set of ideals that we were to work towards. And this was for all men. And what July 4th, our Independence Day celebrates, is all people. Then, And this um, Juneteenth, yes, it celebrates the end of slavery, but it's viewed as a Black Independence Day, which is separating Americans into having two separate holidays for independence and it's not it could be a holiday that celebrates all people but that's not really how it's being positioned okay so in addition to it being named almost the exact same thing as july 4th july 4th official name independence day juneteenth official name juneteenth national independence day so in addition to them being named almost the exact same thing is the date itself Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, Emancipation Proclamation was issued September 1863, went into effect January 1st, or okay, September 1862, it was issued, went into effect January 1st, 1863. Why, why not September? I mean, because we've already got January 1st, 
January 1st, New Year's, that's already a huge celebration. It really wouldn't make sense to put it there. Why not September when the Emancipation Proclamation was first issued? And you might argue that, okay, well, that's when it was first issued, but it didn't actually end and not everyone knew about it until Juneteenth. Here's why I do not buy that argument. We celebrate July 4th because that is when the Declaration of Independence was issued. It's essentially a proclamation declaring our independence from Great Britain. Then we fought the Revolutionary War, which didn't end until 1783. So we have this proclamation in 1776. We didn't, it didn't actually go into effect that we were actually free from Great Britain until 1783. And then the Constitution, which officially set up our structure of government, wasn't drafted until 1787 wasn't ratified until 1788. And then we have the first 10 bill, the bill of rights, the 10 bill of rights tacked onto that in 1789. So if you're going to argue that, why are we not celebrating independence day, either when the revolution of war ended or the constitution was written or ratified or the bill of rights were tacked onto it? Why aren't we celebrating July 4th then on one of those dates? We could have made a national holiday celebrating the abolition of slavery or the emancipation of slavery. It could have been in September when the Emancipation Proclamation was ended. It could have been when the 13th Amendment was added to the Constitution, which legally made slavery, abolished slavery in the United States. It could have been the end of the Civil War. But no, we had to choose a date as close to the 4th of July as possible. It's just like two and a half weeks away, which puts these holidays in competition with each other. Don't believe me? Just wait. Just let's see what corporate America does with this holiday and all the social media influencers and the mainstream media. Let's just see how this goes in the next few years and see if it doesn't compete and overshadow. So not only do we have a name that's almost exactly the same as our original Independence Day, and not only is the day to celebrate this as close to the July 4th as possible, putting these holidays in competition with each other. We also have a flag just for this holiday. In addition to people advocating that America should have a new flag altogether. Macy Gray, a singer, because apparently, you know, all we do is get our opinions and advice from people in Hollywood and actors and singers and all of this anymore. Their voices are really the only ones that matter. Here is what she had to say. The Confederate battle flag, which was crafted as a symbol of opposition to the abolishment of slavery, is just recently retired. We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, because that's all the left can talk about is January 6th, when the stormers rained on the nation's most precious hut, okay, what, hut, what? Waving old glory, the memo was received. 
the American flag is its replacement. So now the American flag is a replacement for the Confederate flag. President Biden, Madam Harris, and members of Congress. The American flag has been hijacked as code for a specific belief. God bless those believers, they can have it. Like the Confederate, it is tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect. It no longer represents democracy and freedom. It no longer represents all of us. It's not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. Give me a break. And then MSNBC contributor Mara Gray, she said this recently on her weekend trip to Long Island, New York, because she's oppressed. Come on. She was disturbed to see dozens of American flags. She described the flag flying as Trump supporters sending a clear message. This is my country, not your country. I own this. So now the American flag is bad. And here we have Juneteenth with its own flag. Here's Lori Lightfoot. We must also recognize that freedom has been illusory for far too many American residents, including black people. So we must embrace all American history. And today, on Juneteenth, we will be raising another flag, the Juneteenth flag. Two things. Number one, on Flag Day, Lori Lightfoot, instead of flying the American flag at the City Hall in Chicago, she flew the Pan-African flag. And now we have Juneteenth, which has its own flag, and people being offended by the flag, disturbed by it, calling for a new one because it no longer represents everyone. Secondly, I'm not buying the lie that freedom is illusory for Americans. Tell me, Lori Lightfoot, how freedom is still illusory for you. You are the mayor of Chicago. You're a successful black woman. Crazy, but successful. You hold a position of power. So tell me, how is freedom still illusory for you or for other Americans for that matter? I'm also buying the, not buying the lie that Americans do not embrace all of their history. Tell me one educated person who doesn't know about slavery or the Civil War or the fight for civil rights. For crying out loud, we have a whole month dedicated to black history. So tell me how we are not embracing all of our history and the struggle of black America. Please help me understand. Okay. We're going to go back to the beginning of the podcast a little bit where we talked about critical race theory and the 1619 project and the argument that Juneteenth is going to be used as a holiday to either overshadow or replace July 4th. Peniel E. Joseph He is an American scholar, teacher, and leading public voice on race issues who holds a joint professorship appointment at the LBJ School of Public Affairs and the History Department in the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Texas at Austin. He's authored several books on race. So telling you all that, just so you know that he is an authority on this subject, not just some guy writing an opinion column. He wrote an opinion column on Juneteenth. Um, He's on the left side. 
of the issue here, he also made the connection between these things. He says, just one year later, troubling signs of racial backlash abound. Recognition of the 1921 massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and celebrations of Juneteenth have curdled into resentment. Here's a guy sliding that talk about all the time that you can just expect from the left. The GOP's concerted attacks on critical race theory are an acceleration of long-standing efforts to whitewash America's past and prevent American school children from being introduced to both the grandeur and travails of our national history. No one's trying to whitewash the past. Okay? Yes, we had slavery, like every other nation in the world. Yes, there are examples of systemic racism. And then you've got the civil rights laws and struggle that fought through those things and made them illegal. No one's trying to whitewash that. No one is actually saying that racism doesn't exist. It's not what we're arguing here, okay? We're just saying that it's not systemic anymore and it's not the reason for disparities and people's skin color is not the most important thing about them and we shouldn't be separating ourselves into groups. That's what we're arguing here, okay? We're not denying our history. The growing hysteria against the 1619 Project and other work arguing that racial slavery fundamentally shaped American law and democratic institution illustrates the rough road ahead toward any kind of racial justice renaissance in this country. The 1619 Project has been debunked by historians on both the right and the left. And again, he's saying it fundamentally shaped American law and democratic institutions. No, it did not. There's so much more to our law and institutions than just slavery that's such a narrow point of view and mindset to have to say that one single issue shapes all of American law and history so he's making these connections as well but in a different way and when you get to the very end of the article okay it comes back to this whole idea that we have to tear everything down and rebuild it. Here's what he says. The backlash that we have witnessed since last year is as old as this republic. In Juneteenth 2021, we'll be celebrated against this bittersweet backdrop. Yet, just because we have been here before does not mean this is where we must stay. Juneteenth still offers a bedrock foundation to make last year's watershed moment of racial and political reckoning into a, here it is, transformative process that can last. The left is trying to transform America and it's not for the better. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention in addition to the flag, the name, the dates, is that we also have a black national anthem. So I'm I'm having a really hard time seeing how this is supposed to unify us because it really seems the way it was done, that it is more divisive and again, just splitting us up by the color of our skin more than anything else. Okay, so that concludes my beef with Juneteenth. Again, I support the idea. I just don't like how it was done or the ideology, the motivation and the goals that seem to be behind it in relation to the political context that is surrounding it and the whole naming thing, the whole flag, just all of it. That's what I have a problem with. It's not 
the celebration of the ending of slavery itself. It's not a suppression of our history because we don't want to look at the ugly parts of our history. Every nation has those things. Um, you know, I think it could have been named Emancipation Day. That has a really positive sound to it or even Abolition Day. I mean, I like Emancipation Day because it's, it's it has that idea of freedom to it. Either one of those, you know, could have been named either one of those. But no, we got to call it National Independence Day. So I just have a problem with the way that it was done. But anyways, I would love to hear what you guys think about this. You can find me over on Instagram at Whitney Scott Short and message me on there. And if you enjoyed this podcast today or if you learned anything, we really appreciate it. If you go leave us a five-star review or um, a yeah, five-star rating or review on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys next time.